0: Disney Desk, to the moon.
1: I'm sorry, what? What are we talking about?
0: Okay, so this, I told you, is esoteric. So the joke is, I'm invoking the Bitcoin mantra to the moon, because <laughs> people are obsessed with stocks. And I'm saying, our success will go straight to the moon.
1: Carter, I do myself a favor... And stay far away from anything related to Bitcoin. So I am relieved that I have no idea what you're talking about because that means I've done my job right.
0: That is kind of good. Yeah. I mean, I hate that I know this much about it, but it's just the internet circles I get stuck in. But I don't have a choice.
1: It's, yeah, it's easy.
0: Welcome to the Disney Desk, everyone. I'm Carter.
1: And I'm Sydney. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. We're here. Oh, yeah.
0: It's true. This is our first recording of the new year.
1: Yeah, we are really excited for everything that we are rolling out this December. Excuse me. January. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. I'm not editing that uh, out. No. I'm, not seeing, I'm not throwing you a life raft for that one.
1: I deserve it. I. Uh... Welcome to That's January. That's somehow worse
0: than when you write the wrong year on the piece of paper which is like, which, the first month.
1: Which is what I'm going to do for, until, like, March. <laughs> yes. We're in 2023, and it's also January, absolutely not December. Um, some of you are listening as new patrons. Um, so for those of you that have already subscribed to our Patreon, we are really grateful, and hopefully you are enjoying all of the fun content and for those of you that haven't subscribed yet what are you doing subscribe <laughs> because there's a lot of really fun content over there and i promise you you really really don't want to miss that stuff
0: i spent five thousand dollars on silly goose coin i'm in severe debt come on people. yeah Let's throw us a stone here <laughs> mostly me <mean.
1: laughs> okay carter uh tell us what we're doing today
0: Okay, so we wanted to start off the new year. So as I, we referenced, we're talking about stocks today. And I thought it would be a fun idea to start off the year by kind of just doing a vibe check on sort of the various Disney brands. Basically, the way I pitched it to Sydney is we are evaluating the stocks of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilm and saying, are the, is the stock up? Are we feeling good about them? Are we buying in to what they're selling? Or is the stock down? We're feeling like they're not showing us anything. They didn't show us anything last year. They didn't show us anything this year. We're not feeling good about their short-term success going into this new year.
1: Yeah, and just to be clear, before any of you click away at the sound of talk of stock markets, we're not talking about their literal stock at all. We, oh, no. This is a metaphor for, as you put it, essentially a vibe check.
0: I mean, we could have just called the episode Vibe Check, but I thought Stocks no, sounded f- more fun.
1: It, yeah, I want us to sound as sophisticated as possible, okay? And
0: It's the only way we get people to listen.
1: Right, and I reject the idea of vibes. So, um, But essentially, that's what we're
0: doing. Yes. I know nothing about Stocks, people. Uh, stocks goes into that category...
1: Girl, neither do I.
0: <laughs> yeah, it goes into the same category as sports betting for me, where I always think to myself... Theoretically, I could be good at this, or at least I could make a little bit of money from this. But I refuse to invest in something that, or, like, spend money on something that I don't fully understand all the terms. Absolutely, yeah. Like, for sports betting, until I can fully understand why a gambling website would let you put money on a bet that you would lose money even if you were right, like, yeah, no, I'm not messing with that.
1: You know what my problem is, and this is not going to be a talk about sports betting, but, like, you know, in my time following sports, it's like, I find it so insane that there is a statistic about everything in sports, and yet betting comes down to, like, shrug emoji. Um, Whose colors do you like better?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Sports betting is insane. It's insane that we allow it in this country, um, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Especially in a country where, like, a team got caught, like, conspiring with mobsters to throw the World Series. But I digress. Mm -hmm. Um, My policy is... Once we've gotten to the point where people are betting on how long the um, long note in the national anthem would take, I'm like, our country is, like, we we all need help. We all need to find, like, whatever we need to find to not do things like that. Um, Anyway, so let's start off this discussion with Walt Disney Studios. Um, This can be Walt Disney live action as well as the animation studio.
1: Can I just say something first, Carter? (laughs) You know, I don't know about you... But I feel like all of my answers today lean slightly negative. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I, uh, and, and maybe you feel differently, but like, well, you know what? Let's just get into the talk. But I wanted to preface that by saying, like, do, can you relate to that?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a pessimistic time. I'm in the middle, I mm. feel like. Um, I only have one very negative answer. And then a little bit of, like,
1: hmm, we'll see. Right, right. But I guess today's talk is totally subjective between the two right, of us. Right, right. Okay, let's begin, then.
0: Walt Disney Studios, Walt Disney Animation Studios. This one is kind of my, mm, one. I am okay. very much in the middle, but I would say I'm trending a little bit downward. So. Okay. And it comes from a lot of different angles, One, they haven't shown us a lot. Like, we've seen, in terms of their upcoming releases, we've seen a little bit from Little Mermaid, which I'm, Uh. for some reason, optimistic about, despite a lot of evidence telling me I shouldn't be. We haven't seen anything from Haunted Mansion, which is allegedly still happening. And we haven't seen anything from Wish, or Snow White, for that matter, which is coming out in 2024. I guess my stance with them is, one, I almost worry we might have peaked with Encanto. Encanto is so damn good that I am looking and I'm like, where do we go from here? As much as I liked Strange World, I'm like, my mind kept going back to Encanto where I'm like, this is kind of the peak of Disney, especially this era of Disney for me. Like, obviously, there will come a day when the studio goes through creative changes or, like, reshapes their vision for what the animation studio should be, as they've done before. Like, as they did in the 70s and they did in the mid-2000s. But until that date comes, I kind of feel like we've achieved, like, I hate to, not peak cinema, that's dramatic, but, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like we kind of peaked in terms of, like, what I'm going to get from old Walt's company for now. And the other problem for me was just, as I was watching, like, the sizzle reel they did celebrating, like, all the stuff coming out, and I really just don't know me, it really is, like, because we've been complaining about this for months now, how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man, in terms of the streaming stuff, Mm -hmm. where I'm like, Okay, maybe the Peter Pan thing isn't going to be like hot cheese. Maybe it's not gonna be the greatest Peter Pan we've ever had. But like Peter Pan makes money. Why is this not in theaters? You know? Why like there are just so many little things they keep showing um in their previews that's like coming to Disney Plus and I'm like, are we the biggest entertainment studio in the world or are we not? Or not. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it's the frustration of, and obviously things are going to start changing ideally soon with Iger taking over, but, like, for at least the short term, it is very frustrating how much we're still in the, oh, it's streaming, streaming forever, streaming for eternity, God bless us every stream.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, I agree with pretty much everything that you've just said, except that I am slightly trending upward for Walt Disney Studios, and it's only because Iger is back. Um, and I, I only, I, I, say this because I trust Iger to um, garnish some morale, right, in a way that Chepik completely fumbled. So, and and I think that that anything that Disney does could could be exciting if the right person is in the driver's seat and understands how to deliver it to its audience which is how it has sort of failed in 2022. But I completely agree with what you're saying in the sense that yeah, Encanto felt like the peak even though we we did talk very positively about Strange World It. I mean nobody freaking knows about it <laughs> to this day. Yeah. Nobody freaking knows about this movie. Um however, you know, Disney Plus, I don't know, I was in preparation for this episode, I was scrolling through Disney Plus and it's just saturated with so much content that feels all feels like throwaway content.
0: And I, and it's like and it's weird because some of it shouldn't be.
1: I should know there was a time when, like, we knew what films were coming out in the following year. We're in 2023. Mm-hmm. And, like, other than you talking about, like, maybe Wish or I forget what else you named for. But, like, I don't feel excited for anything within the year 2023. Um, mm-hmm. Not in the way that we would have been excited in the past about things. So I don't really know what, what to point to for that, in the sense of, like, why has our attention shifted away from, or, or has our attention shifted, or are they, have they just dropped the ball in, like, informing us and keeping us engaged with what's coming?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a very good point. I think it's also, like, the sales pitch, which literally is, st- like, stocks go up and down based on, like, competent leadership and, like, yeah. again, vibes, mm-hmm. and, like, last year was a pretty good year, like, in terms of just decent, entertaining stuff. Like, the Beatles Get Back thing, that was incredible. Like, as a Beatles nerd, that's genuinely one of the most inform- imp- impressive documentaries I've ever seen. Like, Better Nate Than Never, I don't know if you watched that adorable little film. Again, another one where I'm like, man, this would have made a quiet killing at the box office. Chippendale. Like, there was actually a lot of good stuff they made. The problem is just the mood was so crappy between, yeah. like, oh, I... Like, and, like, it's not their fault the put like the plague is just going to kind of keep going indefinitely like you know it's not their fault the vibes overall are bad it's just they're not helping overcome the vibes
1: and you know i will (laughs) come you know we had that episode where we bitched and moaned about disney plus but it's like yeah i have to bitch and moan about disney plus you've got all this content and if you're not going to put things in theaters this app needs to work better like right. this app needs to be a lot more intuitive. I don't understand why it doesn't already understand more of my preferences. <laughs> you know, we talk about like our the, the criticism of, of companies that look directly into the cameras of our phones to see what the hell we're doing. And I almost wish that Disney would do the freaking same. Like I why is it not automatically showing me all of this content in a curated way that is like suited to made based on what I've already watched and things like that. Netflix knows how to do it. Everybody's Netflix account looks different when you log on. And right. and that is extremely useful and it, it keeps me coming back to that app. And so it's like, there's so much content on Disney Plus. It's overwhelming. And I like don't feel excited about any of it or even have knowledge of it. And right. so it's like, I mean, I'm doing a lot of complaining, even though I just said I was trending upwards. But I am trending upwards because, like I said, I do have a lot of faith in Bob Iger. Because I feel like, yeah, you're right. The mood has been bad. The vibes have been down. And I trust him to, like, bring the mood back up.
0: At the bare minimum, even if things are going bad, it's like... There's nothing worse than having a bad leader when stuff's going bad. As, like, as we've talked... we talked about football metaphors before, because you've been getting into football this year. But, mm-hmm. like... What was happening with the Broncos where it's like, not only does it suck, our coach is also like a non-inspiring ninny. So we just even matter because no one's cheering us up about how terrible everything is. And on the point of Disney Plus, it's like, well, like like, uh, to make another metaphor, it's like, okay, Disney, you own Broadway theaters, you own movie theaters. Like in those spaces, you have polished everything to a mirror shine. You're going to make sure everyone gets the best experience possible. Why is that not the same on our laptops? Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, moving on to Pixar this is the one that kind of surprised me because it's another one where like it felt like the vibes were off but for me I'm trending very upward for Pixar really and yes and this is where I'm pushing my Bob Iger's back chips because okay as much as we pooped on Lightyear it's one of like two episodes we actually were <laughs> negative um, it's like okay if I close my eyes forget Lightyear for a second and say in the last two-ish years They released Soul, Luca, and Turning Red. Let's pretend everything was normal. They were all in theaters. I would be over the moon about Pixar right now. Because that is a hell of a... Like, if the worst film in that trio is Soul, you're doing a really good job, like, making consistent films. And on that grade, I'm like, yeah, Pixar's back. They're swinging for the fences again. They're trying new ideas. They have new energy. And even the fact that I'm like, oh, yeah, well, Lightyear still does exist... That doesn't even really bring me down. And while, like, upcoming films, like, their two upcoming films they've really talked about are Elemental, which looks like the most Pixar-y Pixar that's ever Pixar'd, Mm -hmm. and Elio, which is actually an interesting idea about, like, some kid inwardly gets sucked up into, like, a sci-fi world, and everyone's like, oh, you must be the ambassador from Earth. And I'm like, okay, that's better. And they Mm. also have their first TV show coming out, which I don't know if you've seen anything from, but it's... Basically, the I forget what it's called, but it's basically, like, several episodes centered around a Little League baseball game, and each episode's from the perspective of a different, like, uh, player.
1: Oh, yes, I have seen that.
0: And it has a very turning red energy in terms of, like, the sort of squishier style, the, like, pencil-y expressions. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. Pixar is changing their house style. This is good. Like, this is very good, because this is a very nice style. And, again, the biggest problem... Pixar's had in the last few years is they became cannon fodder for Disney+. Plus. And right. Iger deciding to bring distribution rights back to the individual studios, like, literally, that is a day and night change for them. Which I'm like, okay, people are going to get back on the Pixar train once this stuff's in theaters again.
1: Yeah, you know, I I totally forgot about the Little League thing, um, which just kind of changed my answer a bit because I was... Um, I was trending a little, slightly more negative for this. But then I forgot about that thing that I was excited about. I was excited about the Little League situation. Um, And the only reason that I felt a little more negative about Pixar, it was kind of solely about the Elementals film, which completely put a bad taste in my mouth because it just reads like... You're right, the most Pixar Pixar that ever Pixar'd of, like, what if we made a Pixar short but just, like, made it feature length? And it feel, like, I was like, okay, wait, I feel like this exact color palette's been used before and this everything has been used before. And it, it felt, something about it felt extremely lazy to me. Um, and it was honestly that alone that turned me off of it. I will say that I feel like Disney Plus is the perfect place for Pixar content um, in terms of its like vast library of shorts,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that Disney Plus is the best place to do anything with that stuff, but I just had n- sort of m- minimal excitement for the year to come. However, you did bring up a good point about pretending that if we pretend that 2022's films all released theatrically <laughs> which right. gives me a completely different perspective and you're absolutely right if if this were a completely normal time and that and those released like normal I might feel totally different actually about about Pixar going forward
0: right and to be fair that is me basically speculating which again I know we said we weren't actually going to use stock terms but like I'm you know playing like playing imagination land and imagining like oh well if this was different everything would be better well it unfortunately didn't happen like that so I do understand your negativity Mm -hmm. um and like I feel so bad about being mean about elemental and that's for reasons we'll get into in a different episode but um yeah it's it's simultaneously how do you make something that It is, I guess it really is the duality of filmmaking, especially at this biggest studio level where you have multiple projects at once where it's like, you can be so excited for something. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of the studio, you have this like, whatever.
1: Yeah, that is whatever is the best word to describe it. Yeah. All
0: right. uh, Hit me with your Marvel stock.
1: I actually, well, this is certainly no surprise, but I am trending up for um, upwards for Marvel. Uh, in 2022 because I want some (laughs) feature-length content, damn it. Right. And it looks like we're getting some, um, which we knew about. But I am actually kind of longing for and missing some Falcon and Winter Soldier in my life. And so I'm looking forward to that a lot. I just want to play the classics. I want to see all my friends again. Do you know what I mean?
0: Well, I was going to say, this is a good year, or the next two years are good in terms of like playing the hits a little bit. Like, I think yeah. everyone got mad with the last round they of Marvel stuff. Whereas, like, this upcoming phase basically, this stock is just evaluating how are we feeling about phase five. And right. phase five is Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Guardians 3, the Marvels, and that's just all this year. I think it's good that they're keeping it to three films. I think they always talk yeah. about pushing it to four films, and that on top of all the Disney Plus stuff, would have been just right. overwhelming. I just wouldn't have been into it. Then we have Captain America, which will be Falcon and Winter Soldier, the movie, uh, Thunderbolts, and Blade.
1: You know, um, I don't know about you, but I feel so relieved that that the whole... that, that everything that they planned for 2022 is over, in terms of, like, right. the series. Just because there is a... and this is something that I be- mentioned about Lucasfilm, which we will talk about, but, like... The fatigue that comes with too much content.
0: Right. I think if they're, yeah. And I will say I am also, and again, we're such homers. We're like, yay, Marvel, Lucasfilm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're not
0: not really stepping out of our zones here. Mm, Yeah. Um, But, like, yeah, I'm stuck up on Marvel just because, one, this next year, all three films I'm, like, are exactly what the doctor ordered. Mm-hmm. I love Ant-Man. I think he's like a secret weapon. Again, Agreed. it just quietly had two strong like double base hits Right. and no one talks about it. Guardians 3 finally. We have literally been waiting for this for when did Guardian it's almost been a decade. That is freaking
1: insane. Yeah.
0: Like when did the when did Guardians Volume 2 come out? Like 2017? It might have been. It earlier. must have.
1: I know the first one was 2014.
0: Yeah. And, like, Guardians 2 was, like, in the middle of the next phase. Mm. Yeah, it's been too long. Yeah. And the Marvels, another character, like, we haven't seen Captain Marvel since, like, 2018. I know.
1: I am very much excited for that one.
0: Yeah. And then the only thing keeping me from being all in is, like, once... Uh, there's less stuff on the streaming end, but it's stuff that I'm less interested in. Because for how overstuffed the first wave of uh, MCU shows was... At least all of them, I'm like, I am very curious about this. I kind of, like, I like What If, but I'm not really that, you know, maybe individual episodes will be good, but I kind of don't care. I
1: don't care at all. Secret Invasion,
0: I'm just like, how is that even going to work? Because the scrolls are different. Like, I'm like, unless you have a cool curveball twist. Loki Season 2, I'm kind of interested in. I actually have a fan, God, I have such an annoying fan fiction idea for, you're familiar with Agent Coulson, right? Yeah. Like, from the first Avengers? Mm Mm-hmm. Because I always forget you came in kind of later to the party. Um, I did my homework. What if he was a TVA agent?
1: Um, Yeah, that's real fan fiction-y. Yeah, but, like,
0: come on. That guy seems like he messes with the timeline a lot. They scoop up one of him and make him a TVA agent.
1: That would be probably a dream come true for a lot of us that love that character. But he is one character that I was like, I didn't see a need to kill him when we did.
0: yeah. Well, also, you can tell that because then they did Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, yeah, they,
1: exactly. That's why I'm like, okay, do we need to, like, is it even, they, they already made him a, a TVA agent, so.
0: Um, yeah, and then Ironheart, which I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that, that I'm in on, especially some of the rumors mm-hmm. that I won't say on here, but sound, like, wacky. Um, Echo, which is like, okay. The only, and then I don't, Daredevil's coming out, in this phase, and I just okay. did not get, I'm going to be honest, Daredevil is one of my, like, least interesting I characters. I agree. The- I don't care
1: at all <laughs>
0: about Daredevil. Like, She-Hulk was the most I've ever liked him, and that's because they did everything different from the, well, not everything different, but they went pretty radically different the from the only, TV shows.
1: um, yeah, the, the only place I want to see Daredevil is as an accessory to somebody else.
0: Right. That's his role. He's a support player.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and then
0: Agatha, Coven of Chaos, which I'm like, well, I don't know Ooh. what the hell that thing's gonna be, but at least I'm right. interested. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's like, I, I'd say I'm a little lower on Marvel than Pixar, just because the Disney Plus stuff overwhelms the films a little bit, but the films are so strong mm-hmm. that it almost makes up for it. Um, and that the films are so this... strong, and
1: there's so much hype for them, like right.
0: These are all, like, hot releases. Like, the only one that people are kind of, like, huh on is Thunderbolts. Right, true. Um, and that leads us to Lucasfilm. Uh, okay, you have the floor. yeah.
1: I was talking about this, and I've said this to you before. I have checked out of, like, Lucasfilm for the last, like, two years. I'll be honest. I mean, I have I'm not... I'm not too far behind, honestly. I didn't even I haven't even watched the Mandalorian.
0: Not and even the first season?
1: No. Like I and and it like I didn't avoid that one for a specific reason. It was honestly something that I just procrastinated on like many things in my life, but then there was so much internet discourse that I kind of felt like I didn't need to see it.
0: <laughs> right? And it really is amazing how the internet has just made Star Wars the most unlikable thing that God has ever put on this earth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this feels like um, Volumes 1, 2, and 3 all over again. In the sense of, like, people's attitude towards it being like, meh, what the fuck ever. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. If we're doing the vibe metaphor, the vibes are radioactive. If you are exposed <laughs> yes. to them for more than two minutes, you will die.
1: Right, exactly. So I'm turning down, and it is because I feel fatigued. Again, there is way too much Lucasfilm content right now. And I just, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm a Lucasfilm purist, but it's like, don't talk to me about this again until there is a feature-length theatrical release.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's my thing. That was always my complaint, like, pre-Disney buyout, where I'm like, Why do you keep trying to make me watch these shows? Why do you keep making me watch these books? Like, if it wasn't important (laughs) enough to be on the films, then I don't consider it canon. And that got really annoying during the Clone Wars show, where they're like, did you know Anakin had a secret apprentice? And I'm like, what the fuck? No. No. There is no way we went through an entire film with her as his apprentice. And at no point does Anakin go like, I should really check on Ahsoka during all this. At no point does Obi-Wan be like, oh, shoot, he's killing all the Jedi. We should check and make sure Ahsoka knows what's up. Like, no one mentions this, like, who is now, like, a, a load-bearing character for all of their yeah. post-Disney things. Like, like, Ahsoka is freaking everywhere. She's in, like, 80 of, 80 of these things. Live action and animated and books and games. Like, no. Jeez. Just no. Yeah. I'm just, like, come exactly. on We're not idiots. Um, But, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm very, very low stock-wise, too, and somehow for a different reason i agree with you where i'm just like what is the plan for star wars right now like i'm someone who actually kind of liked obi-wan from last year like i was like Mm -hmm. this is kind of exactly what i wanted just more adventures with my boy ewan sort of a character redemption like sort of a opportunity to rehabilitate some prequel stuff you know finally give poor hayden christensen a day in the sun where people actually like his acting like this was like a sort of culture cleanser we needed and I haven't watched Andor yet, but everyone says it's good. I'm just going to take their word for it. And I didn't even hate the book of Boba Fett. I was like, I don't know. I've never cared about Boba Fett. This wacky little right. caper is good enough for me. Um, but then I look and it's like, what happened to Rogue Squadron? What happened to whatever Taika Waititi was doing? Ryan Johnson oh, right. allegedly was working on a Star Wars stuff. Yeah. It, but then my problem kind of manifested more where I'm like, you know, it's so weird that we only refer to... Like, it's so weird that Lucasfilm is only Star Wars now. I was thinking Mm. about it, and I'm like, yes, the majority of Lucasfilm's releases prior to buyout were Star Wars. Like, that's true. But that wasn't all the studio was known for. Like, they made American—they made American—American Graffiti was one of the hugest cultural footprints of its time. You know, they made Labyrinth. They made Howard the Duck— They may, well, they helped out on Land Before Time. Radio Land, Murder. Like, were all of these good? Like, Red Tales, Strange Magic. Were all of these good? Uh, But it was a, they were a movie studio, not a Star Wars studio. And I I think Lucasfilm really lays to bear why a lot of people get very antsy about Disney buying all these studios out. Because they don't buy them for their movie-making prowess. They buy them because they have specific brands that Disney wants. And that's right. all they want. Like, for example, what are the other things Lucasfilm has made outside of Star Wars? They're making an Indiana Jones and they've made The Willow Show. And on one hand, like, I'm all good with more Willow, if only because, um, I think, Warwick Davis. Because I'm like, you know what, Warwick Davis, this guy grinds in this industry for decades. Give him a big dumb check to do silly fantasy <laughs> stuff. Out, like, not in makeup, not in some suit. Just let him be himself and have fun in his little fantasy adventure. Um, so, uh, but at the same time, it's like, oh, so the only things Lucasfilm are meant to make now are nostalgia buttons, and that's a bummer because, like, after Episode Three came out, George Lucas talked a lot about like, man, you know, Star Wars is you know Star Wars, but I have so many other ideas. Like, that's what Red Tails was. He's like, I've always wanted to talk about the Tuskegee Airmen. I've always wanted to talk... Mm. And then Strange Magic, which was a mess, but I'm like, well, it's an interesting mess. Like, clearly, right. George has still got some ideas up the sleeve. And he just got so fucking right. tired of it all, he just sold the damn company. And it, right. And now as I look at, like, the their slate of releases and just drowning us in Disney Plus, you know, TV shows, I'm like, man, whatever, like pre-Disney Lucasfilm was supposed to be, was that going to be good? I don't know, but I would have hmm. been happy that it existed.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. But... Where... So are you... Are you negative? Are you trending yes. negative? Yeah, okay. very negative on Lucasfilm.
0: <laughs> okay. You, you know what? I would say, like, we didn't include this in the discussion, but 20th Century Fox is, like, kind of the opposite where I'm trending slightly upward more. Because, yes, they still have that same problem where it's like, okay... Disney bought this because they want The Simpsons, they want Bob's Burgers, they want Avatar. But one, I'm never going to say no to more Bob's Burgers. True. Avatar is like a franchise, but at the same time, it's a franchise that has so much restraint, it feels fresh every time there's a new release, whereas, like, Uh I'm digging it. And at the same time, they're still allowed to release stuff like Barbarian, which it's like, wasn't my cup of tea, but I'm very glad that the studio's still being allowed to make insane, gun like, movie movies, not just franchise movies. My whole... uh, Literally, my only point is, like, yes, they're still being used for their brands, but at least they're allowed to make other stuff. Amsterdam might be a pile of garbage, but at least it's an interesting pile of garbage that other studios might... You know, Lucasfilm wouldn't be allowed to make.
1: I see. Okay.
0: Oh, and I guess, like, Nat Geo. You know, they're still getting pictures of lions. Yeah,
1: we can... We we considered talking about Nachio today. Neither of us have anything to say except for the fact that we don't really care that much. Um I wanna know who's watching that content.
0: I I honest I mean, I don't know. People like I imagine it's great white noise. See, I imagine there are people who are into like nature that enjoy it.
1: Here's the problem. Even though some of the Nacho shows have been mm-hmm. really interesting. The the Jeff Goldblum show is really interesting. There's this one with these two vets. Um, they're like, they're like wild animal veterinarians in like Texas or something like that. They have a really good show, but like these nature documentaries, like I feel like Nat Geo and Lucasfilm benefit from prestige and like a degree of rarity right. <laughs> in their content, and I feel like. Disney Plus has kind of, like, stripped that a
0: little bit. Like, these these things yeah. aren't live. They're not, like, someone made the point once. These things aren't public resources, even though we treat them like it. Like, this is not a library that catalogs and canonize things. It's, hey, this looks mm-hmm. good if we have this on our little website, so let's <laughs> do that. Um, right. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine my energy in terms of, like, vibes, it's like, does Nat Geo still exist? Then we're all good. I imagine I Bob Iger takes a plane out to the Sahara, walks up to a photographer who's filming a cheetah, is like, we good?
1: And he goes, yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And then he continues to keep walking back onto the plane to go yeah. home.
1: He's, what's his name? He's Tim Burton, where he's like, is this a movie? You guys doing a movie? And they're like, yeah, Tim, we're doing a movie. Cool. And he's like, right. good, this is my movie. And he goes home.
0: Yeah, wipes his hands. Yeah. Done.
1: Whew, yeah, I'm, I'm tired. Good night, go to lunch.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, the thing <laughs> is, I think we're, despite being that negative on Lucasfilm, I was surprised how positive we were.
1: Yeah, 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 me too. You know, and I guess you helped me highlight here that there is a lot more gray area than I think I initially judged here. Mm-hmm. That there is a lot to be sort of down the middle about.
0: It going feels forward. like a really big transitional time for honestly all of the Disney brands because even Marvel is positive. We are, it's like, well,. All of these films feel like they're setting us up for the next big event. So, like, God knows how we're going to feel about Marvel. And even Lucasfilm, I'm not willing to rule out that we just get something Star Wars in the next year or two. Maybe, hey, maybe Indiana Jones 5 will be incredible and will bring back that sense of adventure.
1: Indiana Jones 5. Again,
0: ugh. I mean, mm, the fact that I I can't say that without being all, like, ugh. Right. But until Disney is to the moon, I'm Carter.
1: <laughs> and I'm Sydney.
0: Have a magical day.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: The Disney Desk is brought to you by Carter and Sydney.
1: Follow us on Twitter, at Disney Desk, for the latest updates about the show.
0: Want more of the most magical podcast on Earth? The Disney Desk is now on Patreon.
1: For exclusive weekly bonus content from us, go to patreon.com disneydesk and become a patron for as little as $3 a month. Thank you.